Welcome back to Spooky Tuesday, a weekly podcast where we're breaking down all of our favorite slashers, thrillers, monster movies, and black comedies on the new scariest day of the week. I'm Sydney Thompson. I'm Monica Height. And I'm Chelsea Duff. And, and this week... <laughs> Why? <laughs> you went silent. <laughs> You, I, you started talking at the same time. And I was like, I thought I was doing it. All right, all right. How about this? How about this? Okay, one moment of silence and then say whatever pride makes you feel like. What? <laughs> I cannot do word association. Okay, a moment record. of silence and then just scream it. the word pride at the top of your lungs. Okay. Okay. Pride! Pride! <laughs> Sydney didn't scream. Sydney, we have to redo it for Sydney. That's the sound you're going to get from me. Sydney. We're all weak today. We're all weak today, but we're still filled with pride is the thing. Because it's Pride Month, baby. Escuchame! Pride! Escuchame! It's Pride Month! You're making fun of me because I don't know how to speak very good Spanish. Um, But you should listen to us. It is Pride. You should listen. Listen to us. It's Pride. Um, And you know we're doing pride movies all month long except for obviously the final destination final movie destination. <laughs> that we're gonna be doing for final destination final, summer final destination is gay just because everybody loves it mostly the gays those logs mostly gay. the gays us uh-huh. well, you know who's a queer icon death herself baby um, so it makes it, it makes it a pride movie. It really does. And I'm sure we can find a way. I haven't watched that one in a while. Um, so I'm sure we can find a way to make Final Destination sure, sure, 2 sure, sure, sure. a pride movie. But anyway, we're not doing Final Destination right now. That's later on. Hold on. First, we're doing something completely different. We haven't gone this direction in a minute. We've been doing some like fun, new, funny sort of movies lately, but now we're getting a little, I mean, it's true. Carrie, I guess is a little serious, but I laughed a lot. Carrie's like prestige, but I wouldn't say it's art house. This is art house and it's Swedish and it was fucking awesome. In my opinion, this is let the right one in the original one that came out in 2008. Not, not the, the Chloe, Chloe Grace Moretz. <laughs> <laughs> Chloe will have her day. Chloe will, Chloe have, will her day. have her day. One day we'll do a movie with Chloe Grace Moretz in it. Probably. I don't know. I One day we'll do Greta, which I saw in theaters and inspired anger. Anger in myself and the rest of the audience. Okay, um, so that's three Chloe Grace Moretz so. movies. Saw Is it a horror movie? only one away. Yeah. It was Chloe Grace Moretz month. Wow. I'm sure she's got more. Um, I'm sure. I'm I'm absolutely positive, but I don't want to go on to IMDb and look it up. (laughs) She's in that? Yeah, she's the little sister. 
Oh, that's been a lot. She's of the snarky little that. sister. Oh. You know, when she was having her like, I'm young, but I'm snarky. And that's why it's funny moment. Cause she was also in kick-ass doing the same shit. Oh yeah. Well, she, okay. Kick-ass is great. I love kick-ass. No, they're, they're both great. Oh yeah. 500 days. She just was having, great. that was her, her brand for a moment. <laughs> I just want okay, to say okay. there's a literal article called every Chloe Grace Moretz horror movie remake. So apparently there's a lot. She's in scary movie six. She's in the Amityville horror. The eye. Oh, Let she was in, in Suspiria. That's shadows, another remake. Harry, oh, like, fuck. Wow. We're wow. going to do this. We're going to do this. <laughs> I'm this. Because the theme is nebulous enough where all the movies are going to be way different from each other. And then the through <laughs> line, we'll just have a set through line. The clear oh, reference will be, be preset as clear grace. 2023 Red. per your declaration at the end of last okay. episode. Well, I misspoke. Okay. I can't predict the <laughs> November is Chloe's month. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. It's a beautiful theme, but we're going to talk about the original now. This kind of like work of art in my opinion I really liked it I'm I'm releasing all of my secrets of how I felt about the movie right away but this is the IMDb logline Oscar or Oscar as they say in the movie which I like better um an overlooked and bullied boy finds love and revenge through Ely a beautiful but peculiar girl and I like that they leave it at that for the log line doesn't give away too much or anything at all. Just people's names. Literally anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like the ominousness. I don't like spoilers. Um, And I know it's been like how many years? I'm not going to do math a lot. 14 years since this movie came out. Is that true? Yes. I did. Math. Yeah. It, yeah. I did. Yeah. Math. It's That's been 14. Fine. Mental math. Um, but I did not have any of this movie spoiled for me in those 14 years. And I am so thankful because like the little twists and turns of this were so much fun. Um, we haven't done a vampire movie in a minute. Have we? Have we? I, I don't think we have. I, I have no it's recollection. Been, it's been, have we done one since uh, last Pride Month? When was Twilight? <laughs> When did we? Oh, fuck. Uh, oh my God. Stop. That's the whole <laughs> intro to this episode. We figured it out. This is the starting point. Twilight. You know what came out the same year as Twilight? This fucking movie. These movies are contemporaries. So we did Twilight back in November to prepare us to do mm. a, this will be a verbal yeah. essay on comparing and contrasting. <laughs> Let the right one in with Twilight. Twilight. Totally. <laughs> This is They're just Twilight gender dissimilar. swapped, okay? <laughs> this is Twilight gender swapped minus like, like take it to middle school. <laughs> like it's like middle school Twilight gender swap. Very exciting. <laughs> there's elements there for sure. For sure oh, there's yeah. elements, yeah. There were like five articles that I wrote that were like in juxtaposition to Twilight, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, they can both be good, okay? They're they can good both in be different good. ways. <laughs> um, but this this movie is based off of a book that came out in 2004. And the book was written. Oh, God. OK, everybody's Swedish. And I have no idea how to say any of these words. But his name is John Ajvid Lindqvist. <laughs> does that sound uh -huh. right? I, John does not sound right. But well, his first name is J-O-H-N. So. John. 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 I don't know. 
The director anyway. is Tomas Alfredson. That one I've got on lock. Um, and yes, that was a it's, guess. Um, but I do think I it's know. cool that the person who wrote the movie is the same person as the author of the book. I always like it when the original source creator gets to be involved as long as they don't suck. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think it's really interesting too, because like, we'll, we'll get into all this, but like when the book was written in 2004, they did some things because, uh, about with like gender and pronouns and they did a weird, made some weird choices with, with how they handled one of the characters, Ely's character. Um, but I think the movie is an improvement on what I've read about the book. And so growth, look at that with Jan or John. Amazing. Okay, one of the things that I have been thinking about ever since I watched this movie. Okay. So you don't, you kind of could tell in the movie that this takes place in the 80s because you see like weird glimpses of like Ronald Reagan in the background. Um, but do you Wait, know what? can you? <laughs> yeah, you can. I didn't notice at all. I think I read on IMDb, <laughs> this movie takes place in Boba. And I was like, okay. And I just moved on with my little life. I had no idea. And then I was like, why is Ronald Reagan why, like on the TV? And then I Googled it and it was like set in the 80s. And I was like, oh, fun. But do you know what else was big in Sweden in the 80s? Like, you know, all these pissed people listen to ABBA. So I want to know what ABBA song is. Who's easy. the dancing queen? <laughs> knowing you uh uh yeah okay that makes me feel really good knowing that like they were listening to abba while this was all going down like it was definitely happening abba was involved in the storyline even though we don't see it it was surely there wait they did listen to the clash and i thought it was like a fun little throwback but i guess that also was timely perhaps instead yeah yeah no okay the thing for me this is the second time this has happened in two weeks um I watched like the entire first season of Dairy Girls on my flight home over the weekend Mm -hmm. and then at the very end I was like oh this is a period piece I had no (laughs) idea (laughs) I was like that's just what it's like in dairy I don't know I had no idea I was like the girl just has crunchy hair that's just how she does her hair. She uses a bit too much mousse. No, it's the 80s. That's why she was doing that. Um, and so same with this movie. And then I was like, oh, wait, there's like not a phone ever. See, isn't that nice that when we watch, we can watch movies and be like, and just not notice that there's no modern technology. We could survive without it. We could. If I just threw it in the lip. The could we? I could survive for a two hour period with just glimpses of my life for sure. You could, you could <laughs> compile footage of me without a phone. <laughs> I mean, maybe, I don't know. I've been on it pretty constantly lately. So oh, yeah, that's a lot. I'm on mine that's, right now. <laughs> that's why I'm saying that. Constantly when we record, she's always sending little tweets and I'm always like, what are you doing? But she's, <laughs> She's here. She's, She's the queen discussing. of multitasking. Queen okay. Of multitasking. The thing has rampant ADHD and just isn't medicated yet. You need it. You need it to give us your focus. Well, that's the I thing. Do need that's to be something about. Yes. <laughs> no, that's not what I meant. But maybe I'm. It's not for me to say. 
Well, that's something that's important with this movie, though. Like, while I was watching this, I had to watch it again because I kept getting fucking distracted by my stupid phone and doom scrolling when, like, you have to, like, be really paying attention to this movie because not only is it uh, in a foreign language, so you have to read the subtitles, but also Mm -hmm. there's a lot of, like, little nuances that happen um, that you need to be able to see in, like, visual cues and stuff. And so... Like I had to watch it twice. I'm really glad that I did because I had like a fuller experience. This is like one. This is like really beautifully shot movie, I think, too. Um, And and I read this article on Medium like people have written like like citation heavy essays about this movie. Okay, like I couldn't get through the whole thing. Um, And I want to apologize to the person who wrote the Medium article because I got really mad at them because they kept switching the the pronouns they were using for Ely um just like whenever they wanted to um and I was like what like I was so shocked by it but then I read that that's exactly what the author did in the original book and so either way I still think that the medium article could have been written better in, you know, 2018 when it was written. But that said, the research that they did on like the stages of development for children and how the bullying that Oscar received at the certain stage of life that he was in led to these different personality traits. Like that's how deep they got. Like that's how deep. I was very impressed. It was very impressive. But I didn't read the whole thing. It's linked in the description if you want to go in there. Oh, yeah. There's citations. They look like something I did when I used to write essays, but that's not where we are anymore. So I closed my eyes after I got to the citation part. Um, But anyway, okay, setting the scene for this movie. It starts out from the perspective of a sweet baby bean named Oscar who looks like a child version, a very pale child version of He-Man, in my opinion. He has He-Man's exact haircut. Um, He-Man also is a snot. And I say that because there's just so many close-ups of his actual snotty nose. Oh, yeah. Also, Oscar does this thing throughout the movie where, like, his mouth is open a lot of the time. In the world! This movie has, like, a weird piss freak fixation and then whenever oscar is in the pool i just kept waiting for there to be first of all a hundred percent kids have peed in that pool um but i kept waiting for them to make it canonical just based on all the other pee moments that happen yeah that's another thing that they talk about in this medium article because they're like all the piss yeah because he he like still wets his pants oscar like has a lot of stuff going on with him he is like mercilessly bullied by these three boys in his class um that are little fucking psychos and he his parents are divorced and like they both pretty much like ignore him so he's just like off on his own being like bullied to hell and so like he has developed some very worrisome hobbies uh to cope with this uh, such as um, everyone loves a collage. Everyone loves uh, what's it called? Memory books. What's it called? Scrapbook. Scrapbooking. Everyone loves scrapbooking. We love to keep memories. Um, but his scrapbook is just filled with murder articles 
Um, He's a true pictures of knives. That's yeah. like the first note that I took. I was like, this boy is going to grow up to have a true crime podcast. Like that is Oscar's future. <laughs> Honestly, I have to say, um, obviously I knew this was a queer movie going in and because we were looking for queer movies. And so I looked at a list and that's where I found this. And I like read the description. I stored it away. Um, I didn't process it, I guess, because I saw them started the movie looking at Oscar with his Charlotte and his true crime scrapbook. And I was like, Oscars is a queer one, obviously. Um, obviously, and I, then I was like they theming Oscar the whole time, and like she, her, and Ely when Eli shows up, and then at some point, I think maybe when Ely was wearing the trans color sweater right before Ely does the whole "I'm not a girl" thing, and then I was like, wait a second! Oh my god! Hold on a second! They are wearing a trans colored sweater. You're so right. No, what right? Yeah. Now, my head. What a great spot. I don't know if it was intentional because I couldn't find anything saying that it was, um, at least from the director's standpoint, but I am hard pressed to believe that whatever costuming person didn't know what they were doing with that one. Yeah, no, I mean, it was like explicitly the three colors or whatever. So I don't know. Even if they were just like making their own associations being like Ely's not quite a boy but not quite a girl and so a little baby blue for the boys and a little baby pink for the girls and then a little white to show a neutral blah, blah. you know even if they were coming I was up like with the, hey maybe they you created the, the trans flag the, themselves basically yeah um, I there's no way that there wasn't like color theory or whatever involved. yeah totally. but it was basically the trans flag it had like the stripes along the edge of the sweater so yeah flag. but I would I would welcome Oscar into the queer community um He's got appar- the Charlotte, which again 80s I guess as it turns out but what word are you saying right now Charlotte, Charlotte? it's like a shag Define. mullet it's a oh. very hot queer haircut that's all over my that's TikTok very for true. you page that's very true. I've seen it myself with my own eyes I myself mm-hmm. considered it and then Alex my best friend of best friend of the pod the lawyer of our podcast was like absolutely fucking not and I was like no let me have a show that <laughs> I'm gonna that agree with fine. her no I know I don't know if I could pull it off but I would do my darndest uh, <laughs> anyway but yeah I think Oscar's definitely a part of the community apparently that is more a part of the book than it is in the movie because mm. the way that they handle like e Ely's gender is like kind of not very different from the book but or different from the movie but it is different um and so apparently there's a part where Oscar like asks a teacher about two men being together or something to that effect and like was asking questions about it so he was like Mm -hmm. doing more internal questioning of his identity in the book than is portrayed in the movie because in the movie oscar's like cool you want to <laughs> go steady or what you know <laughs> he's like i don't care Take i didn't me. care less yeah he's yeah. like are you are are we partners or what like what's happening here <laughs> yeah well i mean no spoilers for the most recent season of sex education which at this point came out a while ago but there's a non-binary character who like is having a romance with a character who up to that point has identified as straight 
and the non-binary character is like okay but you understand that if you were in a relationship with me it would not be a straight relationship right um and so like I think there's there's that whole discourse as well and people can identify however they want and identify their relationship however they want I know different people have different feelings yeah but I welcome Oscar and also I think Oscar maybe his gay dads what was going on he does he does have gay dads um, that is I the vibe that I was picking up. Situation? Yeah, but I was like, what are the vibes here? It felt romantic to me. And okay, then I don't- framing it with the note from Ely being like, come home. I was like, okay, this is, this is any trans movie we do apparently must have gay dads. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I was very confused when I first read that. Like, like I said, I wasn't giving it my full attention the first time. And so I misread the war- vibes so wrong. And I was like, this long-haired man that is with the dad is giving me creepy predator vibes. I wasn't really I, sure. Yeah, I, I was like, he was, was acting like, so on? weird with Oscar. And I was like, why is he acting like that? And Oscar looks so uncomfortable. And I was like, what am I not getting? Did I miss like a, a section of words from the subtitles? But no, it's just uncomfortable because he didn't know that his boyfriend's son was going to be there. And so he was acting kind of weird. And then they got blacked out. Like, why? That was weird. They're like, oh, hey, oh, your son's here. Well, we still have to drink this entire bottle of clear liquor and chain smoke in front of him. It was the 80s. I don't know. (laughs) But yeah, there's multiple canonically gay people in this. Let's hope the mom's gay, too, you know. She's just out there busy, bustling, being a lesbian. That's why she can't. Does she have a mean boyfriend who yells? I don't know what that is. Who is she talking to? We never see him. We just hear Oscar hearing them through the wall. And I can never, they don't always put subtitles for the words through the walls. So I was Uh like, I have no business to know. I decided she's a lesbian. Yeah. The other business that pissed me off. Okay, that's a, this is one thing that bothers me sometimes with subtitle movies. It, like they pick and choose what they're going to put subtitles for. And so when they were showing the murder scrapbook, I was like, what does it say? <laughs> I was like, why only sometimes you tell me what the words mean? <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, wait, I that word looks like the word massacre. And now there's a bunch of pictures of knives. So I have figured it out, but it took Context me a little clues, bit. Yeah. It's like um, when we watched Train to Busan and you went and looked up what um, the subtitles were saying on the TVs um, that were showing news about the zombies. And that was mm-hmm. like so informative for those scenes. So like doing the extra research is worth it, people. Okay. <laughs> um, but also, okay, just another thing. I haven't watched a ton of movies in, in it's in Swedish is the language, right? Swedish. Yeah. In Swedish. But it's uh like some of the words sound like the exact same as English words. And it would like scare me. <laughs> yeah. When Ely is under the bridge luring Yaki, Yaki, Yoki, luring that man to his doom. Um, she says, help me in what sounded very, I like snapped my head up from whatever yeah. I think. I was like, was that English? Like what's going on? I was like, is she here with me now? What's happening? <laughs> is he American? And I missed that somehow. And, but she picked up on it right away. Um, but then it kept going in Swedish after that. And I was like, oh, okay. okay. Some, some okay. words that have some like crossover. It's exciting. Um, and like, I think the word for vampire 
when he does say it sounded like vampire that yeah. whole dialogue very twilight oh very i twilight. know oh yeah Say very loud. how old are you 17 how long have you been 17 it's exactly a while, the same. A while. yeah to except- be fair this one came first so stephanie meyer i see you out here watching gay swedish art house you can admit it baby it's okay i know Wait. that's not your brand but you can come forward when did twilight the book come out the first one 2005 but but when we were in 2005 school, yeah. yeah well this came out first so there you go <laughs> the book stephanie came meyer. out first. stephanie meyer community. out here being fluent in swedish reading and then plagiarizing it which is not cool all those things leading up to it were cool that you know you're fluent in swedish stephanie meyer yeah. and that you love swedish horror literature and that yeah. you support the queer community yeah um but then plagiarizing all of that wrong oh. that that's not what stephanie. you do with it. stephanie <laughs> oh my god um but yeah i mean let's talk about when they first meet I guess I love that they always meet at this like snow covered uh jungle gym in their shared apartment complex it's like like, so beautiful and like moody and atmospheric that it's so snowy the whole time in this movie and it and it has like some really good fun opportunities that they do with the snow like totally um Yaki's body going missing but they find the blood and like yeah the ice when he's in the ice later oh yes oh my god we'll get into that one but I the one of the things I read about this movie is that they moved the location of where it actually took place to this area to a different area that I can't remember the name I'm so sorry uh where it's much snowier all the time because like this the like bleak colorless like blue tinged look of the entire thing is supposed to like represent how like bleak oscar's life is and like that is also very twilight i know i know they copy the whole damn thing okay (laughs) rain sweden with the snow catherine hardwick also has blood on her hands okay hardwick (laughs) catherine hardwick is a catherine hardwick seen this movie yeah, Catherine Hardwick knows what she's doing, is all I'll yeah, say. I love her. Okay. But um, I just like I can't get over all of the all of the similarities, all of the clear <laughs> references. I literally I can't get over it between this movie and fucking Twilight. Oh god. Um, but anyway, um straight up though, like the way that they slowly start showing all of Ely's powers just I think is so brilliant in this movie. Like they do it from the very get go. Cause like she's on the top of this, not huge, but like jungle gym structure, which also the saddest looking jungle gym I've ever seen, but it's fine. Um, and it's, it just goes with the whole bleak thing. Like usually in America, like color, colorful jungle gyms are like usually what you see, but this is just like wrought iron. <laughs> well, maybe eighties jungle gyms were different in America too. I mean, True. now that I recall it's a period piece. It's anybody's game. Who knows? It's truly anybody's game. <laughs> um, but like first thing she does, she's like standing atop this entire tower. She appears there out of nowhere. And then she just jumps like 10 feet down like it's nothing. Like so graceful. Yeah, so good. That's great. Um, 
<laughs> and I just love the, uh, I love a slow burn romance also, a slow burn movie and a slow burn mo- romance. They say like three words and to, here's to the each thing. other at first, but the vibes are there, you know? <laughs> I definitely like Twilight. Yeah, and she's like, movie. just so you know, we can't be friends. And he's like, okay, first of all, bitch, who said that I wanted a friend? Who said? Not me. Do not I seem that desperate? <laughs> but okay, also... <laughs> Isn't there a part in Twilight where <laughs> Edward's like, we can't be friends. It's better Even if we're not friends. Even though this movie is like movie. Art House. I don't remember about the, the books, movie. but like, for sure. Yeah. He literally exactly <laughs> says that in the movie. Like, I the can't. Plagiarism. I'm sorry. We're going to talk about smart shit with this movie, but we're going to reference Twilight 40,000 times. So look, if go back Twilight to the Twilight episode to need a refresher. <laughs> if twilight is gonna come up while we are discussing the 2022 movie x which has nothing to do with twilight it is certainly gonna come up when we are talking about a vampire movie that came out around the same time based on a book that came out around the same time yeah they are in conversation it cannot be helped uh yeah no it really can't be helped and i just love that like it just not to like play into stereotypes, but I feel like a lot of people look at America and they're like, you guys are fucking nuts and you're silly as shit. So like, Sweden, so, so Sweden had this like very serious, beautiful film about this concept. And then in America, we're like, he is Twilight. <laughs> not saying that it's not a very serious, incredible film. Um, they both have uh, their different uses. Of they all have their moments. different. They have their different things. They're given. They're given different energy, um, for sure. Um, I will say there are definitely more um, times that I would be in the mood to watch Twilight than in the mood to sit and watch something with subtitles. That's that's for sure true. Yeah. Twilight was an indie flick. Never. I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it. Okay, I don't know if it's too early to talk about this. And so shut me down if necessary. But can we talk about, I'm not going to call him our boy. I was going to say our boy. But can we talk about Hakan or however you say his name? I don't even know who that is. Oh, okay. Hakan is, yeah, their name is Per Ragnar, which is literally such a badass name. That's the actor's name. Is that um, the guy but, with Ely? Yeah, Ely's like father figure slash like like familiar kind of, you yeah, know. Let's and, talk about that actually though, because that scene comes yeah. that first scene where they talk about it comes right after the scene where Ely and Oscar meet. Yeah, so I think so it's very I timely. Was, I this is one of the movies that like I watched and I was like, I can't wait to research this because like researching it really helped me like the movie more because the Uh things that are ambiguous that could be ambiguously bad some of it is cleared up in the book but it's still creepy um but like Hakan is the a familiar you know if you're familiar if you're familiar with familiars it's like in uh (laughs) what we do in the shadows um is familiar that word Yeah. yeah yeah Guillermo is the familiar to the vampires it's like their helper he helps like wrangle people to go get slaughtered. So that's like the same thing that Hakan is basically for Ely. Um, well, and 
Ely is 12, so they can't like rent an apartment. They can't do like other things. So yeah. Ely is the money and Hakan is like the adult. Yeah, probably getting them some access to to things that they need, but also access to blood. Um, and I think the like introduction with Hakan was so like jarring and so good. That's something I really like about this movie just in general. Like it's this sweet like love story for a lot of the time. And then it'll just have the most like visceral gore out of nowhere. And it's like, I love that. I just love it. It's like a slap in the face. I read some articles where people were like, I didn't like that. And I was like, well, you're stupid and wrong. That's mean. I'm sorry. But that <laughs> I like the juxtaposition. I didn't find it that gory. Like everybody was like, it's so gory and so blah, blah. And I was like, I didn't think this movie well, was scary. I didn't think this movie like at the end, the end scene did absolutely. Everybody was like, oh, my God. And I was like, it doesn't it doesn't slap for me. The oh, violence is very much bad. implied, but I think the gore itself is on screen, but it's like they separated the two. Yeah. So usually they're so intertwined. So when you say gore, you mean like that, like in Scream, when you see the knife going through Dylan yeah. Minnette's throat and you're like, Ugh. I don't. Whereas in this movie, they're just giving you like a, a, a decapitated head in the pool, you know? Yeah. I mean, I don't mean that it's like the goriest thing we've ever seen. It's just in juxtaposition to like the rest of this like romantic film. <laughs> you it's know what I mean? It's interesting that the gore is there without the violence, that they've divorced most yeah. of the violence from it. Yeah. It's just like the way they do it. I, I really, I really like the way that they do it. Like I could have seen more, but I didn't need to. And I think the way they did it was fun and artistic and the shots were all pretty cool. Um, Like with this poor first boy who gets it from Hakan, he like, apparently, okay, this is the thing that I didn't pick up on, on at first because we're looking at 12 year olds the whole time. So I'm like, that's a young kid. But then the, all the other people that Hakan is trying to kill, I guess, are also kids. I couldn't tell how old they are. And so every all these articles are like, he's a pedophile. Well, um, in the book, he's and a I pedophile. Was, yes. Ew. So I, he is. Yeah. So that's why I was so confused because I was like reading some articles and people were like ones that weren't even talking about the book. They're like, he's obviously like weirdly pedophilic because he's like obsessed with Ely and he only kills these young boys. And I was like, well, that's news to me. Um. And so I was like, what, why? I don't understand it. But apparently in the book, he is a pedophile. He's already like a weird, creepy, fucking horrible murder adult. I don't know if he was murdering people. I didn't read the book. Um, but then he finds Ely and like offers to help them from that perspective. But Ely, like, obviously is way more powerful than them. So they don't, they can't do anything to Hakan can't do anything to Ely. Um, but that's like where that power dynamic came, which um I reject. I know I <laughs> I know that sounds really bad, but honestly, it made me feel a lot better about the ending. And I don't want to get into that maybe yet. Um, but what I thought about Hakan made me mm -hmm. feel very bleak about the entire relationship between Oscar and Ely. But oh, um, I think we might feel the same way then, but I kind of yeah. like it. Well, because Ugh. the movie makes it seem that like 
Ely and Hakan have known each other from like a young age and like grew like Oscar's age together. Yeah. And yeah. And And so that Oscar is going to become the new, uh, the new Hakan. Yeah. And that's why Hakan is like jealous of Oscar and is like, just don't go meet that boy. And potentially why Oscar would all, or Hakan would also be targeting young boys. Although frankly, the first one we saw, I thought that was a man. And I wrote in my notes, I thought that's it was a man. man too. And then later keep, people kept being like, the boy that was killed. And I was like, boy, question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. Because you never really see him. And then he's just upside down. You can't really tell Here's how large one or small moment, he is. And they go, this rag smells like halothane, like in What Lies Beneath, a clear yes. reference. Um, just love a little clear reference. That's my and favorite. It wasn't That's even great. a rag. It was a gas it was like mask a gas thing. Mask. He has like Ew. a whole fucking thing. He was like, what's that? If you see a man with that, don't ask him. Go away. <laughs> I love when he's like trying to collect the blood and he's like hung like a deer. And then the white poodle is just staring at him. The poodle, a white Ricky. poodle horse. It's, it's so a, funny. Ricky is a great name for a white poodle. That's an iconic <laughs> so dog name, actually. <laughs> funny. And he just like, like Hakan, like all of his prowess as a murderer is like, oh, this dog, I'm fucked. <laughs> like he can't figure out how to scare the dog away he's really bad at it he's terrible he knocks over the blood spills it everywhere he just throws a little bit of snow at the dog and the dog's like what's that supposed to do <laughs> he leaves everything behind and just hightails it out of there idiot idiot so now they got now that their the whole town's gonna be on murder watch right away so you're gonna have a lot harder time Snatching up other kids for Ely to eat for dinner. Idiot. Idiot. Fire him, Ely. <laughs> it is interesting, though, that you that you mentioned that Hakan is only going after young boys, teenagers, um, maybe, because Ely is not doing that. Ely is, I mean, Ely's are sort of moments of opportunity. Yeah, but they're, they're both adults, which is interesting. The, the times that we see her feed directly from a person, they're all adults. Yeah. And also on my second watch, when I watched Ely, I'm not sure if it was. No, it was. It was Yoke or Jock or Joke. There's or two, the thing is, name. there's two the of them. Guy with one the is beanie. like Yaki and the other is like Loki. They're very similar was, names. As yeah. Far as I could tell. The sweet, uh, my sweet man with the beanie. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's who I'm talking about. Um, He... Once uh, Ely jumps him and sucks the life out of him, she kind of looks like really sad afterwards. They look really sad. So I don't know if like they don't like doing the killing themselves or. I mean, I think they don't um, because they have yeah. that whole conversation in the beginning um, when when. What's his name? Hakan? Yeah. Hakan. That what said? Hakan, That's what I'm Hakan saying. Hakan comes home after the Ricky incident um, and they have that whole dialogue and Ely says, you're supposed to help me. Do I really have to take care of this myself? Say something. And and Hakan says, forgive me. Like they're, they're fighting um, yeah. because Ely is like, this is your, you said you would do this for me. Yeah. You can't even fucking do it. You perv. <laughs> I don't like that. I choose to, within the powers of my own reality, um, believe that 
Hakan was Oscar's age when they met and perhaps they had a similar sort of romance. And then at some point, Hakan grew out of that age where that was their, okay, not to do other Twilight references, um, but remember how with the whole imprinting thing, Jacob is like, you're whatever they need you to be at that point in your life. I was like, that's what's happening here. Hakan is just whatever Ely needs at that point in Ely's life. And now that Hakan is an adult, it's sort of like a fatherly figure is okay. what I choose to believe. I like that interpretation of it, but we came at this so fucking differently. Let me explain to you what, how it made me feel. I was like, okay. I'm loving this romance between Oscar and Ely, but I am now thinking about Hakan and how Hakan became what he is today. And I was like, okay, if he like just, if he met Ely when he was also a little kid and they fell in love the same way that Oscar did and he lived in his entire life, like, okay, fine, whatever. But that started getting me thinking about how old Ely actually is. And there are all these reads on this movie online that are like, Ely is actually evil and is just luring people into subservience for them. And so that's another a lot read too, where I was getting a little worried because the pedophile vibes that I was getting was like, not saying that I was getting that vibe from Ely, but just the age difference thing. Cause Ely is 12 emotionally forever, which is something that is apparently expressed more in the book. So knowing that I felt a little bit better about it, but I was like, is Ely, uh, Ely's been a lot alive for hundreds orphan? of years yeah. and oh, Oscar is 12. You know what I mean? Right. So yeah. yeah, you know, so I was like, oh fuck. Like there is a very, very dark read of this movie and finding out that Hakan had not been lured into the same trap. I'm using scare quotes because the trap doesn't really exist. Um, in all of the research that I've done, I've decided that Ely is nice and good and just happens to be a vampire. Well, um, yeah. the author. But having the Hakan being like a pedophile. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and being lured to Ely, I was like, it's different. It's different, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, you go, Sydney. The author, like a lot of people had that read that like Ely is evil and this is like, and the author literally wrote a follow-up book being like, no no like don't be mean to ely that's baby well uh spoiler for the other thing like spoiler for the book the, the sequel. second sequel um the, he uh ely turns oscar into a vampire so they can like be oh. together and like yeah. be in love because Cutie so goodies. apparently like the i love that title of the movie is like let the right one in is less like you would think it's like vampire like throughout the movie like she can't come in unless they're invited classic mm -hmm. vampire lore but it's more like not her Ely's letting the right one yes in. like they're letting the right one in they've had hakan how what how yep. uh hakan like how I'm have we been hakan. saying it this whole time um and Mr. all that Guy. kind of stuff and you know, they find Oscar and they realize like, no, like this is it. I'm letting Oscar in on my secret and we can be together forever. So it's less, yeah. it's also a Morrissey song. Yep. It's also 
Morrissey song called Let the Right One Slip In. And it's like a re <laughs> rejigger of that name. Right? Hilarious. <laughs> Hilarious. God damn I mean, it, Morrissey, you ubiquitous <laughs> motherfucker. Get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> but it's all, it's such a good name. It's such a good title. Yeah. I mean, I it's better also, than Let Me In. Yeah. Why did they change it? Why Chloe. did you ask always? <laughs> Chloe, Chloe, 100% Chloe. Responsible. it was Chloe. Chloe had that like, creative. For sure, Chloe had creative control. Yeah. Chloe was like, um, in my version of the movie, I'm a cisgendered girl, and um, that name somehow and is let too me clear, in. So get those other words out. Chloe was like, escuchame. Let me <laughs> escuchame. We have way too many words in this title. <laughs> um. But yeah, I mean, I think to that to that point, Sydney, of it being like Ely is looking for the quote unquote right one, that's very much demonstrated through the end when Ely leaves and then comes back. You know what I mean? I think that yeah. it, that is the moment where it really becomes clear um, that this isn't just like a a passing dalliance or whatever. Like this is a yeah. this is a thing, and yeah. and I. I'm glad to hear about the spoiler for the book sequel um, because regardless of what you think about Mr. Guy Hakan, um, that was sort of the vibe with Oscar too anyway, right? Like either Ely changes Oscar or Oscar is going to do that same thing where Oscar is going to keep aging and then one day Oscar is also going to be 46 or whatever. Yeah. 46, pretty spot on. He might be a little older than that, but... <laughs> It felt right to me. It felt right in my heart. Um, uh, the one thing that I, I saw this take somewhere online. I don't know. One of the references I have in the description and they were like, you know, if you're gonna set up a 12 year old boy with a really, really old vampire in a 12 year old's body, at least the 12 year old boy is a burgeoning, if I'm saying that word right, serial killer. killer. <laughs> ready and willing to do that job oscar is ready oscar to step into the role of mr guy he has officially been pushed too far and then ely's here being like yeah you should kill them <laughs> like yeah, dude they're fucking them. Yeah. mean to them and mean to you you should make them squeal like a little piggy like yeah <laughs> but i you know i i just think that i it was so just it's disturbing but it was so cute or ely's like hit back you need to hit back hard you know um and that leads us to the ice skating scene which I thought was so fucking fun like that whole scene was so well done I just love that they would do a field trip to go like ice skating in Sweden you know like that's just so cute I love it. I love it. Little PE field trip. <laughs> but for the record, there's also a, p- a piss mention in that moment where those two little kids are like, we have to pee. And he's like, go make yellow snow. Like there's so many, I'm not going to list them all. I just feel like it needs to be acknowledged. I, I missed the him peeing his pants thing. Cause I looked down and then I didn't understand why his pants were in the urinal at one point. That's like later on in the movie. I don't know I what it somebody is. Somebody else peed on his pants in the urinal and it was a bullying thing while he was in the pool. Is that That's not what, what happened? I thought too, but then like, I didn't see another single time where he peed in his pants. And they said in the article said, that he peed in his pants and he has a pee pants problem. But maybe that's only maybe in the book. I don't know. 
Maybe it's in the books. It's definitely that in the book. Thing. That's what I thought. Okay. All right. I'm getting confused. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm committing anyway. to both. I'm writing my own canon. Um, Hakan was a young Oscar once. Uh, time is a flat <laughs> circle. Um, those paints are peed on by somebody else. Yeah. Oh my God. Wait. Okay. I, before we talk about the ice skating scene, we have to talk about that one bullying scene that happens before this. I mean, there's much, much bullying, but like, can we talk about the scene where they whip Oscar with a switch? That was fucked up. Oscar stone cold. Also like, why is everyone like everyone was like weirdly sensual in it at first like there was like getting some weird vibes and Connie then like was why so is this- that first time he like leaned up against him at the on the lockers or whatever at school like yeah in that classic lean up flirty pose Connie has got weird vibes but he also has like really cute little scars on his face that are little circles and I like those so good for him but um he does do a good job of looking like he's gonna kick you like that's just how his face kind of looks so that was a good job um but yeah like he's like kind of like Connie's like the mastermind he doesn't actually like act out most of the violence he has his lackeys do it um which is I and unfortunately I don't know the names of the other two kids the blonde boy and the one who is taller um and like I was trying to parse out like which of them was like more innocent you know what I mean because Connie's obviously the mastermind they seem like they're being like kind of forced to do it but um like the why does the blonde boy get so into whipping him it's like he's having it some he's like working out some sort of emotional thing going on with him he's like crying as he's whipping him up and I was like what is happening and then the tall gangly boy like is like oh I'm gonna only hit him one time but it's across the fucking face what is wrong with these children this is insane it was the 80s oh, God, man definitely uh, I mean those kids are getting whipped like, in the 80s <laughs> I I guess I don't know I was, what the, that, I was alive. that time period I wasn't um, alive yeah, definitely that one kid was working out some anger issues for for sure. Yeah, and, and then I, he was like crying know. after. I was like, what is happening with you? And then I was the end, arguably the end would posit, I think that he is the more innocent one because he's the one sitting crying in the bleachers who doesn't get decapitated. Yeah, that's, right? what, that's what I was thinking too. I was re-watching that scene and I was looking at it to see like who deserves to live. You know what I and mean? The and the tall one like, was the one who did the phone call. Well, the tall one looked like he had looks on his face several times throughout the bullying like he was scenes where he worried. looked like he, yeah, felt bad about it. But then he opted so far in where he pretended to be Connie's friend and all that. So that's probably what did him in. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't know why Blondie is scared. Maybe there just wasn't time for that many kills, but we'll get to that later. I think they and- were all scared by the brother at the end also. I think oh, the brother yeah. was like a whole new, they were like, I'll whip somebody in the face, but I don't know that I want to actually murder someone. Well, I'm not I mean, if for Connie's drowning. a fucking, if Connie's a fucking psychopath, which he is or sociopath or something, like he's like getting that, he's learned it from the his big brother who even bullies him. So like, that's like, where that's Cycle coming from violence seriously but anyway that leads to the ice skating um event where um 
you know, Oscar's decided to take back, take back his, I don't know, life and show the bullies what, what his power. Oscar's and been so working finds, out, y'all. Like, don't forget. He has. He been. has. He's been pumping he's been iron. aerobics. He <laughs> did those little chest presses. I don't know what exercises are called, but that feels right. That yeah, sounds yeah. like a bench Right running in the water and look with his mouth wide with, open just swallowing ah. <laughs> um and that did something you know good for him um but you know when someone is telling you that they're gonna drown you um i'd hit him in the fucking head with a big pole too you know i think that that was warranted um but he really blew up his whole fucking ear do you think it like destroyed his eardrum like was he deaf now <laughs> Definitely gave him cauliflower ear. What's cauliflower ear? Boxers get it a lot. It's like when your ear gets punched and (laughs) like the cartilage breaks. And so it looks like cauliflower. Hence the name. I don't know why I know that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I don't watch boxing, but I know about this. I'm trying to reconcile what an injured ear would look like with my knowledge of what cauliflower looks like, but I've decided... I don't need to. Don't Google it. I don't think you'd like what you see. I don't want to uh, know. It's not for me to know. It's not for me. Anyway. Just, <laughs> I just love the moment. They do like so many like cool shots where like it was all the teachers and all the kids like in the middle of the ice um, and Oscar's just hit Connie in the head. And so all of a sudden you hear Connie screaming bloody murder and everyone looks one direction. And then five seconds later someone on the other the p kids have found jockey yoke's body encased in ice in the Um, hot spring yeah screaming at the top of their lungs i just loved that scene i just thought it was so well done Mm -hmm. um and i and i also just loved like how fucked up it was that like yoke is like half in the water half out of the water yeah. in this block of ice and they like lift him out of the pond i just and thought it was like, like suspended so and fun Ugh. yeah spooky it's so good it's so good um what else do we let's want talk, talk about, about? Their, their whole group for a moment actually because we spent some yeah. time with oscar and Ely, oh yeah and the um, but they've got their whole like the cats that is so fucked up also those scary little angry cgi cat faces <laughs> and they also set that up earlier in the movie that cats mm-hmm. fucking hate vamps because i missed that the first time when Ely and oscar are on like their first date they go to get some sort of cookie that makes Ely throw up um and there's Ely a cat so and the cat sees Ely and is like absolutely fucking not and goes absolutely Fuck bonkers yeah. at Ely. <laughs> but I saw that first scene and I noticed it and I was like, okay, animals do not like Ely, perhaps cats specifically, I don't know. Um, somehow I didn't see it coming when they introduced an apartment full of cats that that would be a plot relevant. I didn't make the connection at the time, was not watching with my smarty brain on, I guess. Um, well, but... I, I didn't think that, that group of friends would be scared and run away. Um, I didn't think they would attack. Um, cats are actually our natural protectors from vampire and occult figures. No, I don't know. I'm just That's saying things with authority. Loved cats. That's presumably. why Sydney has so many cats. Keep the vampires mm. away. Mm-hmm. Smart. She's smart. She's Do smart you want to keep okay? the vampires away? If they look like Robert Pattinson, them- no. <laughs> 
they're yeah. not all Robert Pattinson and Ely's, okay? Why? If you want to keep them There's far also Laurent. enough away until you've determined that they are friends, not foe. Laurent's good for a little while, and then Laurent still tries to eat Bella, so he can't be trusted. He is hot. But also, though. you're safe in your home as long as you don't invite them in, per this movie's lore, at least. I loved True. that moment. When they're just, I love how they handled all of the vampire lore yes. in this movie. I thought it was really interesting the way that they introduced it, where it's like a little sunlight is not the end of the world, but like the full blown exposure for more than a few seconds, like fully up in flames. Um, but the part I with love Lee that and Oscar, scene. yeah, so good. That's so dark. I was so like, I was like cheering. She, she did bodied amazing. it. Yeah, poor mm. thing. But Ely, when Oscar's like, what would happen if I didn't let you in and you came in anyway? Like, would you hit a wall? Would you not be able to enter? And then Ely strolls right in and you're kind of like, okay. But she looks right. so sad. It looks yes. so fucking sad. Ely, and I'm like, why do they Ely, look so sad? Ely is so willing to try things for Oscar, like the cookie being like, I guess I'll try it, which also doesn't Edward eat something and then herk it up later yeah. for Bella another Twilight reference um <laughs> or Twilight reference. reference letter blah 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 you guys get it um but Ely walking in and then kind of standing there and then like getting like a little not quite trembly but a little unsteady and then the blood just coming oh. out of all of Ely's orifices and like shots wow. that they did of that of of their hairline and like which was so good ever, and the eyes oh oh so good oh also I love I love this movie you know what else I don't true blood came out in 2008 too so like we what were, was happening all over the world? Having like a vampire <laughs> renaissance, <laughs> the renaissance. <laughs> which just makes me want to watch True Blood. So I know what I'll be doing later this evening. Well, True Blood's like vampire porn, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on real HBO. hot, real hot, real good. Yeah, there's nudity. Okay, yeah, and I Alexander Skarsgård. Ooh, no, but one time I watched True Blood. Um, one time I watched True Blood with one of my other friends and I fell asleep and then I had vampire dreams. So here's the thing. That's great. You know. Alexander Skarsgård <laughs> is in True Blood, but which came out in 2008. And he is also Swedish, which brings wow. us back to this movie. A clear it's reference. a clear reference. Oh <laughs> my God. Perfect. All the 2008 <laughs> vampire movies just go this in like a like circle. <laughs> This is like Da Vinci Code level connections here, y'all. Like this is we're unmasking something. Something is happening. National but honestly, treasure. like national treasure. What was happening treasure. in two thousand and eight? Freemasons are behind it. <laughs> something was put in the water supply. I can only assume. Yeah, probably too much fluoride. Uh -huh. Anyway. <laughs> um okay what other things do we want to talk about we touched on Wait, we want to um, talk about not just the cat scene but i want to talk about like that whole thing because that lady ruled yeah. and her boyfriend sucked and he should have died did he die i don't think so he right? did die he did die oh good he dies. oh good he dies hella How did he die again? <laughs> he we'll get to that he he dies oh, in me. the bathroom after he tries to kill kill ely do you not remember this? I don't no. remember this at all. Oh my god! Okay, 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 okay. This is what happens. This is what happens. Do we want? Do we want to talk about the girl first or talk about this? 
Just tell me this. Okay. Okay. Basically, after the girl bursts into fucking flames because she'd been turned into her name. Oh, she turns. She turns into a vampire. Before before Virginia died, she said to Lackey, I guess is her her boyfriend Lockie. He was. She was like, there was something with that child. Like they attacked me. Blah 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 blah. They they did something to me and infected me, and I don't want to live anymore. Very bleak. Um, and so now Lockie's got that in his head. He's like, there's something up with that kid and that apartment. Like it was a kid. There's that random kid who moved into the apartment complex. Like I'm going to go in there. So he somehow can just get into Ely's apartment. And then, um, I was confused about the timeline here, but Oscar had like slept over at Ely's apartment that night. And so he was in the house. Yeah, that I think that that's one flaw in the film. They don't really explain what happened there. They like leave out a chunk, so you're like, "What? Why is he there?" But I guess that's right after like- the dad scene, right? And then Oscar, because the first time Ely came into Oscar's apartment and slept in his bed with him, got fully naked, um, and then yeah. left that little note. Um, and then at the dad's, the oh, the boyfriend he runs away. Yeah, or he doesn't run away. He like a car comes and picks him up. Um, but, but he was going like this. I thought he was so... hitchhiking. Oh, yeah. You, no, he you're hitchhikes right. You're right. You're right. Okay, right. um, so this is what happened. He, hitch- he hitchhikes home and then oh, he goes. To- so the mom thinks he's at the dad's. That's and so, why he can stay with Ely. Yeah. And then he, he was- she finds out in the morning because he comes in and he turns on the light and looks at his mom and then turns the light off and then leaves. And then I guess goes and stays with Ely. Very weird. I don't understand. Either way, he's there. And then uh Lockie like tries the bathroom door it's locked he gets a knife to unlock the door opens it and then he like finds Ely wrapped in like 20 towels in a bathtub um and can't see anything so he's about to like pull away the cover of the window and then Oscar's like stop it and has his knife out and then Ely goes ape shit and rips Lockie limb from limb not limb from limb as he deserves because he, um, he was not a was good annoying. boyfriend to that very nice lady. No, okay, I get that grief brings out the worst in people, but like he was so fucking mean to her. Like I know yeah. that Joke or whatever was it, or Jock was his like best friend. And he was obsessed with him, but he's like, "You're a frigid bitch," essentially what he says to her. Mm-hmm. Like you don't understand what I'm feeling because you're ice cold. She's being very warm. She's right? and- being the sweetest little pea. Yeah, he's was being a big old dick. And so when you're a dick to your girlfriend and you make her run out into the cold, then she's going to get eaten by a vampire. And that's on you. I just felt like he was like physically rough with her, maybe if I'm recalling correctly at some points too. And then when she was in the hospital, he wasn't stroking her fucking hand. He was stroking the restraint on her wrist. And I thought that was that was up. weird. Um, and also he really didn't do much to help when the cats attacked her. So, and oh that was God. the moment that he got rough with her. He got rough with her right before the cats. I think they were like fighting, right? Yeah. And oh, here's the thing. The CGI. Oh, bless you. Please. <laughs> the big, the cat attack was so fucking funny. So it was so funny. It was so funny. It was. 
It was beautiful because, you know, the movie is so like highbrow art house and it needed something to bring it back down to earth. And it's the shitty CGI cats. <laughs> They're so angry. I was like, what is occurring? Because there's like been very few uses of CGI throughout the rest of the movie. I think there's like one or two like little things, but this is like fully like 20 CGI cats. <laughs> yeah, 20 CGI cats at once really to bring it home. I did like when they would randomly be like, Ely is old actually. Um, Cause there was one moment right after Ely attacked Yaki, Yaki, whatever in the beginning, Yaki, I think, and then Laki, I, whatever. Um, the nice one in the beginning, and then Ely like looks up from feeding and I swear to God, Ely looked like the mom from How I Met Your Mother if she was playing a zombie. <laughs> That's how she looked. That's I what thought, was happening in that scene. What I thought Ely, when Ely looked old, when Ely, cause like basically Let's talk about what changes with Ely when they're in attack mode. Like their eyes get fucking massively goddamn huge. And then also kind of reptilian or maybe even cat-like, they get the uh, pupils that go the other direction. Yeah, it doesn't always show up, but there's this one point when um, Oscar and Ely are hanging out and they go under the pool or whatever to that weird room right before Oscar decides to make them blood brothers like a fucking idiot. Oh my God. You gotta and ask the- for consent for that first. Yeah, you can't just don't like, cut what? yourself first. And also, like, I guess you're a dumb was- idiot with a blood hand. Yeah, it and was no the one 80s, to- possibly pre-AIDS crisis really being big news. I don't know exactly and I don't know how that went in Sweden um but we you you should not just intermingle blood without checking with the other person bare minimum also bare minimum this is your partner Oscar y'all are going steady and you want to mix blood now you're related and now it's incest so you can't (laughs) do that (laughs) that's how it works a science experiment though like with the come come on in thing also that was very much a science experiment for Oscar and also Oscar did not ask if you wanted to participate in that science experiment either Oscar was just no. like all right show me what yeah. happens and he's Ely trying to be obliged. too cool only at Ely's expense um but in that moment uh, it was like another reveal of one of Ely's like powers or whatever mm-hmm. like when the lights were off and Oscar hadn't turned the lights back on yet like you could see Ely's eyes glowing like how a cat's Ooh. eyes glow or like how you know any animal when they're in the headlights their eyes glow and then they turn the light on Oscar turned the light on and their pupils were like, like, uh, I don't know, kind of not diamond shaped. It's hard to describe, but like sort of like a cat. They look like a cat. And then they slowly went back to normal human circle pupils. I don't know. It was cool. I liked it. Um, but when, when Ely goes full vamp, you were saying that they look like zombie version of whoever that is I was getting from made. She's also made for love. That show is really good by the way. God, Wait, since, no, Christine Chelsea, you watched Miliati. Once Upon a Time, right? Tragically, I did watch a oh, lot of that show. The fucking guy. What's the name of the weird guy? Rumpelstiltskin? Oh, Rumpelstiltskin. She looked like Rumpelstiltskin to me. A little bit when he's yeah. in his little lizard man yeah. form. I could yeah. 
I was like, oh no, Ely, I'm so sad to hear this for you. <laughs> Ely just needs to remind us every now and then um, that they are in fact 200 plus years old. Just a, just a like that. cute little reminder. And I love that Ely can like scale the walls. I love that scene at the hospital where yeah. um, oh, that part was so good because when the that nurse came out looking scene. for Ely afterwards and then Ely was up on the wall I didn't even notice Ely until the nurse Me was going neither. back inside and Ely started like climbing and I was like that what scene the? is so cool it's, it's so, so cool that whole thing and then they go they go to Hakan's room and you get the reveal of what happened to Hakan's face after putting that acid, acid on his face I was so confused with that pickle jar. I would like, I was like, why is he bringing this pickle jar filled with liquid around? Like, is he doing pickleback shots? Like what the fuck is happening? But it's just, he brings that acid with him everywhere. Just in case. So he can protect Ely if he gets caught murdering someone. Damn. And so like, if they'd been seen together, I think, I think that's what it was. Cause why else would he bring that around? Um, and yeah. The, the makeup or CGI or whatever the fuck it was CGI of his face was just like really cool. Um, they could like see into his mouth and he like only had one eye like left and he just he doesn't even say anything because he can't talk like he can't say come in because he can't speak. Yeah. That's why he like gets up. He has to hobble and- to the window to go to her. Yeah. And he like presents his neck to her. He literally like puts his neck out there. And like, oh, when he takes out his trachea thingy, oh my God. It just like was very disturbing and very well done. And he just falls and smacks on the on the ground, hits a few things on the way down. Like, that's what I mean with the gore. Like, it's this beautifully shot and artistically shot and like mo- emotionally moving. And then it's just like literal, vi- like the violence is just like visceral, you know? Jesse, yeah. you'll hate this. Uh uh-uh. So in the book, I read a lot about like the book versus the movie. And in so you can become two kinds of vampires. One is like a Ely vampire and one is like just like a walking dead kind of like corpse vampire where you're just like no brain, no emotion, whatever. You're just like only blood. Yeah. Okay. And so a zombie vampire, if you will. Basically, yeah. So in the book, um, Zampire, she doesn't kill him. And so (laughs) Haskin uh, becomes whatever. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) I don't know his name. Um, Just say Hakan. We're committing to that. Hakan becomes. Like he doesn't die. She doesn't fully drain him. She gets interrupted. And so he becomes like one of the later vampires, but he has like a fixation on her. So he comes back to try to kill her. Wow. You're right. I hate it. They they have this like whole. I want to read the book. I do want to read the book. I'm interested in the book. I've heard mixed reviews. I've heard it's like incredible, but there's like a lot of moving parts in it. Yeah, I like there's a lot like of it. fuck. Well, there's a lot of important characters, and like apparently there's like a POV from a squirrel. 
Oh, love that. <laughs> Unexpected. I never could have guessed that in my whole life. Amazing. So like you get is a the lot squirrels of like, like, fuck you to the vampires. Like, is the squirrel no equally idea. angry as the cat? That's a good question. That's really, that's really spectacular. I could have never guessed it a million years. Should we read it in Swedish? Um, let's oh. do it. Um, just my eyes along every line taking a nothing. Um, and then I'll get to the end at some point. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I'm very interested to read the book. I found some quotes. There's like a whole discussion board um let the right one in.com it's called like we the infected it's not let the right one in.com there's dashes in there but i'll i'll link to the post in our episode notes Mm -hmm. um i couldn't find the original post but there is a post on there attributing some quotes to the author because apparently the author has been active on the message boards so again these quotes are sort of like alleged um Mm -hmm. but they talked more about the information and like filling in ely's background um and I think it's interesting because I want to know all of that stuff, but I also kind of like that the movie is allowing me to bring so much of my own ideas totally. to the table because I like my ideas. Um, and I don't like that. Hakan. Um, sorry, I, I was not confident. Hakan. Um, I, I don't like that he's a pedophile. I reject, as I've mentioned. Um, yeah. But I am really curious. I do think his his quotes were interesting, though, because this post was specifically talking about Ely's gender. Um, yes. And what it's the very... author said. Oh, what were you saying? No, you go. You go. Um, what the author said, allegedly, um, is I knew from the beginning that Ely was a boy. What happened when I let Ely meet Oscar was that Ely started to change his behavior from what I had originally envisioned. I didn't even know that they were going to fall in love, but I felt that Ely slash Elias, um, I'm sure it's not pronounced that way, but would try to appear more likable in order to get closer to Oscar once he had decided not to kill him, um, which was the stroke on the cheek moment, which I I love. It was so tender. Um, But the author says, allegedly, since Oscar perceives Ely as a girl, Ely is content with not informing him otherwise, although he can't help himself on a few occasions. Ely doesn't want to fool Oscar. He is uncertain if Oscar's going to leave him if the truth comes out. And then also, in a separate quote, apparently, they said, also, I, in- I tend to be interested in androgynous characters, and Ely was my first one. I wanted Ely to act as an in-between, girlish sometimes, boyish sometimes. He can be anything, and he surprised me many, many times while writing the novel. But from the beginning, Ely was just Ely, nothing, anything, and he is still a mystery to me. So it sounds, I mean, again, one of those things where it's like we have to kind of we don't have to but we're kind of coming in with our own notions of like gender and gender identity and I don't know if that is um information that we have as part of the queer community that maybe the author is less familiar with it was also different time periods yeah you're right right. like it just 2004 was different the cultural conversations were not as large and loud as they are now um but but yeah. it sounds like Ely is just kind of gender fluid, maybe gender non-conforming, maybe in the books. Ely apparently was 
castrated at some point and we get yeah um, it was that moment. they were castrated when they they were castrated and then they were turned into vampires seems like it was part of the like same a, oh interesting experience yeah is that's that what so you saw too sydney that's what I saw. That's the way that they phrased it in the article that I read that made some comparisons. Yeah, I think I don't know if I'm making this up, but I think like I read something or heard something that uh, Elias was back whenever in the 1800s, I guess, 2000 years ago was like sold to like a child, uh, like kind of sex slavey thing and then was castrated and then turned into a vampire terrible hate that so fucked up Um, yeah poor sweet baby but i i i okay one thing really quick aside i think it's fascinating when authors are like the character that is a living breathing person inside of my mind told me this and that's when i learned it about them like that's right. how he just phrased that he was that's like how some i didn't know write. isn't that i know i think it's fascinating it's not how that's i write cool. i'm i, I was gonna ask write you. fan fiction instead of creating my own characters um But I was talking about it with one of my writer friends recently where I was saying like the hard part of writing for me is like making the decisions of what the character would do or how they would respond. And then like, cause I can justify like a couple different responses. And I'm always like, okay, which is the right one? Do I pick the one that feels like objectively true? Do I pick the one that like serves the story? And my friend was like, no, for me, like, I just feel like this is that character and this is what they would do. The hard part is like the writing of it um wow some people just have like very different george R. R. martin who writes the song of ice and fire series the game of thrones books he very much says he has like a gardener approach where like he has ideas for the story that he wants to write but as he's writing it it changes and characters like are presenting themselves and like who they are i don't know i think God. writing processes are so i would i had a beautiful um, mind like that I damn know. that's cool i think it is fun that- that writers get to make up and tell themselves stories to stay entertained. But I don't understand. I don't have that same perspective of being like, this character lives in my brain and they introduce themselves to me and they were telling me like, this is what happens next. Yeah, like that is so interesting to me, that that perspective. Anyway. So interesting. I I just, what he said, that's cool that he thinks like that. But what he did say though, like irks me a little bit. It's like- fine um he is 2004 he's doing what he wants to do but I don't like the idea of Ely like like fitting into like whatever Oscar's idea of them is you know what I mean I don't Mm -hmm. like that as much I feel like it takes a little bit of the the agency of Ely's character out of it um but like that's why I I I can't say that I like the movie better than the book because I haven't read it yet but I do like that they open the door for Ely to be a trans girl like in this book like or in this movie in the book it's like not like that it's super weird they refer to Ely with she her pronouns the entire book up until the point where Ely re- reveals that they were once known sorry it's weird to talk about but once known as Elias and were born with like male genitalia and then it call then they call Ely by male pronouns for the rest of the book I think that's so weird (laughs) it's a really interesting choice I mean it makes sense for I like I said I I certainly know there's a squirrel POV so I don't know doing a lot from 
but it Dawn makes is sense. doing a lot. <laughs> it makes sense that Oscar thinks that Ely is a girl and so is using she her pronouns. Yeah. And then once discovers that's not the case, is like, oh, let me update the language that I'm using for you to be correct or or I mean probably not to your preference because it sounds like they don't go what are your pronouns um although that sure would be clarifying for us trying to use the correct pronouns but some people use all different pronouns or use all pronouns or are just like happy to do whatever is in the moment I mean so maybe that can be its own nice representation even if it's we would like a clear answer one way or another so that we know we are not misgendering Ely this whole during pride month during pride month that's why I think that Ely is really like a a gender queer character which is so awesome we rarely get this um because like they never say anything for sure um they're just like they say like I'm not a girl what if I'm not a girl that sort of thing um and like never really take it beyond that and I I like that there's just there's like room and I I love Oscar's response to that. Just like, mm-hmm. okay. Okay. And like, okay. Are you gonna be do you want to go? Are you going to go be... steady or not? Like, come on. Ely, like baby. Can you please focus and answer the question? <laughs> question. question. Yeah. Um, I I thought that whole dialogue was really really cute um because Oscar says Ely want to go study and Ely says what do you mean and Oscar says well do you want to be my girlfriend um and Ely says Oscar I'm not a girl which strikes me as very um Janet from the good place you know what I mean where Janet is like this is how I present this is how I look this is how I am designed but I am simply my own thing and you can't really categorize me in the same way that you Mm. do other people um but Oscar says, oh, but do you want to go study or not? Which was just like iconic. Or not. Do you want to go study or not? Like, can we stay on point? Um, But Ely says, couldn't we just keep things the way they are? And Oscar says, I guess. And Ely says, do you do anything special when you go study? And Oscar says, no. And Ely says, so everything's the same. And Oscar says, yes. And Ely's like, then we'll go study. It'll be you and me. And I was just like, that's so sweet. Because Ely really is trying to be accommodating and and Ely just like likes Oscar Oscar was kind yeah. Oscar was like here have this Rubik's cube um, you've never had a birthday party here's a oh, present you have, yes you've never gotten presents on your birthday here's a present right now it's so sweet it's he's so just sweet. really sweet even though he's gonna be a serial killer for a living very soon but he's well, sweet <laughs> if he gets changed into a vampire that's beyond his control that's yeah, what he needs yeah yeah but he was probably going on that live. direction anyway that's probably like maybe. i haven't read the second book know. but but maybe he was like yeah i'm already open to the fact to that i w- am interested in killing so might yeah, as well i don't know i think he um was interested in true crime and i think that he, i think he was approaching it from the same way that a lot of women and queer people do which is if I know these things, then I'll be prepared to defend myself and I'll be prepared to stop bad things from happening. Because even in that confrontation with Lockie in the bathroom, like Lockie has a knife and then Oscar has a knife, but then Oscar doesn't have to do anything because Ely's like, I got it, don't worry. 
Um, I reviewed my notes once you were telling me about that scene. Um, (laughs) But, but as prepared as Oscar maybe is, he's practicing his whole squeal little piggy thing. Like there's only that one moment where he actually hits back. Um, And so I don't, I I don't know that he would have gone down the serial killer route. I think. Could have happened. Anything. Maybe he's a little cupcake is all I know. But, Okay, well, I think we need to talk about the end now. Okay. Uh, that last that last pool scene, because I'm sorry that it didn't um get you going. Ch- uh, sorry, Sydney, but I was fucking freaking out. I rewatched this like five times. I was like, I loved this final scene. Um, it starts out with it's like basically like Connie's revenge, uh, orchestrated by his psychopath older brother. They've like lured Oscar to the pool hall. They've set a fire in a dumpster to distract the teacher. They really thought this shit out. It's well organized. Um, and they somehow have the scary power within themselves to make children scatter. Whatever if they just say the word. And so they clear out the entire pool hall and it's just Oscar and these four other boys. Um, and Oscar. Connie's big brother is gonna l- drown him. <laughs> oh yeah, full blown. You're gonna fully drown him. drown him. And everyone's like, three minutes underwater holding your breath. Like, you're really gonna hold his head underwater the whole time. And it's really, it's a raw deal. You either drown, and if you, if you somehow either drown, or if you don't drown, you still get stabbed. If you drown and then somehow are still kind of alive, your eye gets cut out. That's the deal that Oscar has given. An ear for an eye makes the whole world, I don't know. <laughs> it's, I was trying to make makes a plan the whole world have poor the... depth perception. Yeah. Yep. There we go. Um, that's, that's the saying. You've heard. Oh, hey, that's her the name saying. is Genia. That's the lady's name. I just saw it in my notes. Sorry, that was unrelated. The nice lady. <laughs> Um, because I was looking at my notes at the point, I'll go back to the end in a second. Um, but the point where she looks like Kristen Milioti is right after she was trying to sleep the blood pact. Um, and then Ely runs out not to hurt Oscar and is like slurping the blood off the ground in the snow. Like I said, I was going to come back earlier, which is why I was like, I have to say this before I forget again. Um, slurping the blood off the snow from when she attacked Yaki earlier in the movie. Um, and that's when Genia comes along for Genia. Um, but yeah, I thought the end was great because I loved that um, Ely had gone and then knew somehow that they needed to come back and that they needed to be there for Oscar and that Oscar just like needed them in general. They needed each other. They're, Oscar wanted to be blood buddies um, and Ely said bet. Um, but they came back and I just... I, it felt like very, it follows in a way, you know what I mean? With that scene and the atmospheric moment of it and the underwater. Totally, but that was the worst plan that anyone has ever made in it follows. Yes, 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 yes. Um, And it was a good plan that Connie and his brother came up with in this. That was a great plan. Um, If only there wasn't a vampire in the mix. But I just. wasn't a vampire. But yeah, seeing the head go in the shot was so good like it's it's such a cool shot it's an underwater shot of oscar with the hand holding him down and then you can just 
you're it's all his pov so you hear what he's hearing the watery sounds and then you just start hearing these like abject screams of terror um but they're so muffled i don't know i just thought it was brilliant the foot like flying across the head being ripped off um the arm being ripped off like and then you get that that you i just loved it they pulled him up from the water he's not dead and you just see Ely's eyes with the blood splattered face and it's just a beautiful shot like it's beautiful i loved it i was freaking out when oscar oh, smiles in that moment i thought that was really sweet was and so wonderful sweet. <laughs> um and, and then, then they, they cut to the whole pool room and it's, everyone is just destroyed that one boy just sitting crying in the corner so um and you know what that's the right response to have I think maybe run maybe but I think he would have drawn well, attention his, to himself if he had I think he stayed he crying was, quiet it saved his life because he was already yeah he was already crying and had his hands over his eyes because he was like I'm going to be an accessory to a murder right uh -huh. now and he was Which like, what should... has, he was sitting there being like, what has led me to be friends with these psychopaths, you know? You should endeavor not to be an accessory to murder. That I should be the goal. I sound generally advice. speaking. Yeah. Very sound advice. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, so yeah. And, and then we get the final scene where it's clear that Oscar has run away with Ely and uh, they're on a train ride with together the into the great unknown. And apparently- the Morse, Morse code. code that Oscar does is, <laughs> is the word <laughs> and I was like what we're making so much pussy? what the fuck and then I was like which means kiss and I was like oh it oh. means okay kiss, like a little well, peck. yeah interesting I want to know what anyway, they tapped what, through the wall ending. earlier um they didn't that wasn't in the IMDb trivia. They only had the poos at the end. Um, oh, oh he says sweet dreams. Oh, that's right. There was an, mm, maybe there was another moment where I was like, I wonder what that means. But you're right. When he taps sweet dreams, I liked that too. I find they just have like a very sweet relationship overall. There were points where Oscar was being a 12 year old boy, which he is. Um, So, you know, fair yeah, enough. He's literally a 12 year old boy. But I don't know, I thought it was very sweet overall. I thought they were like just really cute together. Um, They're I'm, really I'm good actors them. too. Yeah. Those babies. They're great. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, we've already discussed this at length. How could this movie be gayer? It is Pride Month. It's already gay, baby. That's the rules of the road. Um, I mean, we don't need to force anything here. I like how ambiguous, but fully canonically clear it is you know yeah um we could yeah. have had a gay kiss from the dad so we just know for sure and just of to clarify thinking that that guy was a pedophile I, um, yeah, I their vibes were so weird for weird. sure in that moment and i've drawn my conclusion and i'm sticking to it and i think there's text in the movie to back it up but it would have been nice if it were a little more clear i think that could that part could have been a little bit gayer just so also you could fully link it to that moment where Oscar is seeing them together and then is looking at his note from Ely that basically says like, blah, 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 I'm yours, Ely. Um, yeah. And then he's like, I gotta get home to my little babe. 
Um, I they they could have done something, but I also felt like that that was right. You know what I mean? Like with the dad's boyfriend allegedly coming in and being like more than a roommate with the way that he was like joining and like trying to engage, but like not really sure how to go about things. Um, to me, yeah. those are gay dads. To me, those are hundred percent gay dads. They're hundred percent gay dads. One thing that I wish that they had just said out loud was that the cat daddy was a canonically gay man too. Um, did you see that fur hat? Mm. Yeah. I yeah, like him feels- and his many, 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 many cats. <laughs> <laughs> also, um, Connie's going to figure some stuff out at some point. Connie was way too flirty, I think. Um, and I know that's like a bad wrong trope of like, if you're bullying the gay kid, you're also gay and blah, blah, blah. And I, I don't support that overall. Um, but I, I think there's something to it with Connie. Yeah. But I don't want him to have a Karofsky glee storyline. So, oh God. You know, he, no. I forgot about yeah, that. Reject. Shit. Uh, he'll figure it out. Bringing that up on this, the day of pride month. On this, the day of pride month. I mentioned Glee. Um, <laughs> How could you? I'm so sorry. My apologies. Yeah. Um, but it's just, I'm glad that we had uh, some cool non-binary representation happening in this movie. It was fucking cool. It was just yeah. so, it's such a, it's just so well done in the movie. I'm not going to talk about the, in <laughs> the movie. We haven't read it yet. We can't speak to that. John. Yawn learned from 2004 to 2008 something happened and it was a good thing. You made Even things a little more ambiguous. Adapting to the medium where you can't give all the backstory without doing flashbacks or without being like, here's 10 minutes of exposition. It was it was really well good. put together in that sense. Yeah. Good. Yes. <laughs> Glad that they took that ability away from him in this case. <laughs> um, anyway, that brings us to where would Matthew Lillard be in this film? <laughs> Uh, he could be one of the Maddie, cats. baby. Uh, yeah, you could voice one of the cats, or you could, could be just like, have been one of the corpse. That's what cats sound like, I assume. Yeah, no, that was cats great. make that sound. Um, Sydney, speak to this. Is that yeah, yeah, is that cats a good... definitely make that sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I've heard that. Yeah, yeah. Tight, good tight. job, that, Maddie. That one's free for you. You just copy that, and you would fit right in. You'd do amazing. You'd be amazing, sweetie, as mm-hmm. one of those CGI cats. But like, I don't want him in anywhere, anywhere in this. He's not Swedish. I'm sorry, he can't be in the club. Um, I think he, he could have been be... in the Chloe Grace Moretz <laughs> remake. <laughs> I think Matthew could be one of the gay dads. Oh, were he True. to be in this movie, he could be a gay dad. Yes, I could see him be a gay dad, a 2008 gay dad. Yeah, I see that. Right around the age. Around mm-hmm. then too, right? I would love that. that guy. Yeah. Okay. All right. Learn your Swedish now, Maddie. Then go back in time. Well, the dad get did, it done. The dad only spoke what, like four words max. So I think Maddie could pull it off. I think he could learn four Swedish words and be incredible. Also, Great job, doesn't <laughs> Matt? Matt, why did I say that? <laughs> um, my guy, Matt. Doesn't my my dear dear friend Matt? Um, I think he has a child who is non-binary. Really? That's awesome. Incredible. Oh, I love him. I love you, Matthew. I love you. 
Anyway, we got to move on. Um, who's the dumb bitch of this movie? Oh, God. It's all the bullies. I know, the bullies. Honorable um, mention for Lackey, but he's not that bad compared to the bullies who are going to commit a murder. He... Lackey is also going to commit a murder, though. Um... Yeah, okay, but I know that we love Ely, but Ely did cause his girlfriend to explode. Um through the transit property so revenge um (laughs) yes i i am willing to posit that connie's older brother maybe would be the worst of the not to excuse the bullying that connie and connie's friends are doing um because it is not good and not nice and a 12 year old should know better um though yeah the whipping is frankly insane um nuts I don't know. I for me, it's it's Lackey or Lockie or whatever. I just think he's the worst, and I hate him the most. <laughs> if for me, we're not going to agree on this one. That's I'm okay. Not, I, if it, I just think it's the, all those bullies. Sure, they're sure, all sure, sure. super dumb in their own way, but mostly you, Connie Sydney? and Connie's big bro. <laughs> Sydney, who's the dumb bitch for you? We'll all have our own, maybe. Or you can pick whatever you want. I it's your choice. I respect your decision. Honestly, kind of the mom. Oh, like she okay, explain. She's like not great. Like she's not a good she's absent, right? She's like not a good parent. She's like kind of mean. I just, I don't know. You know, I hated her vibe. I felt so bad for her. <laughs> she was her super rancid. pretty, but her vibe she had a sucked. rancid vibe. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, what she struck me as like a single mom who was doing her best, but should not have been in a primary parenting role. Here's the thing. Probably. She wasn't a single mom who worked two jobs, who loves her kids her and never stopped. Her kids and never like, stopped. With um, Keep Going. That was not she her. Was the heart of a fighter. Of a fighter. <laughs> She's a survivor. She's not a survivor. This is no. not her story. Yeah. Okay, well, that brings us to our knives out of fives. And so, Chelsea, please tell me everyone loved you as much as me. Did they? they? Did. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, IMDb is a little not dicier, but it's not as high as Rotten Tomatoes. Um, mm-hmm. On IMDb, this movie has a 7.9 out of 10. Um, but on Rotten Tomatoes, it has 98% fresh from critics. And 90% fresh from audiences. So very high overall. And it got like a lot of awards on the festival circuit and stuff. It was like submitted a whole bunch of different places and and got lots of nominations and awards. Um, But I usually don't mention them, bless you, unless they're Oscars or um, People's Teen Choice Awards or whatever. So, you know, (laughs) that's my arena that I live in. That's my barometer of success. Oscars and Teen Choice Awards. And like, (laughs) given that we're a horror podcast, should I maybe pay a little more respect to all of the like horror awards? Maybe, but I see People's Teen Choice Awards and I go a hit Um, and it just floods my system and I can't pay attention to anything else. So that's just a, a fair personal. it's fair well okay everybody knows what I'm gonna do already so I'm gonna go first okay. <laughs> um 
I love this movie so much. I haven't watched a little art house slow burn in a minute and I missed them. I had such a good time. I'm having a very bad week and this movie <laughs> made me so happy. Like even though it's fucked up and the horrible things happen, um, I just was like, the world is a terrible garbage hole, but good cinema exists. And so that's nice. That's one nice thing in the middle of all this fucking horrible hell shit. So I don't know. Maybe I'm more perspective because of that. But I'm giving this five out of five knives. I think it's beautifully shot. It's really moving. Uh, the gore is really cool and well done. Like, I don't. Like I loved the things that they picked from the vampire lore and how they use them. I love the subtle reveals. Like it's got everything that gets Monica going minus a lot of comedy, but we did get the cats. And so um, there's that. So that's it. I loved it. I fucking loved it. It was great. I'm going to watch it again. I'm going to watch it with Adam. We're, I'm excited. Third time's a charm. I'm going to love it even more. <laughs> it's okay. Sydney. Go ahead. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> Say what's in your heart. You know where we're going with this. This is a 3.5 out of 5 for me. I not enough blood for Sydney. I was bored. Mm -hmm. And I don't like I don't know if it was because I had a fever or but I was just I was so bored watching this. Like it was just like not for you know me. I don't like the fucking art house movies mm -hmm. they're not it's not your vibe they're not my vibe although now I do want to watch the Chloe Grace Barrette <laughs> I feel the vibe will be different in that film the vibe will be certainly different the vibe will be truly different but I wonder if I'll like it more like because like this movie is a good movie like it is aesthetically yeah. beautiful like it has something to say just not to me you know sure. not everything is That's for fine. everyone um, it doesn't doesn't get you going it's okay but I will say I, though I do like that uh it wasn't just like a gay or a lesbian or something kind of movie I like that it had like a different viewpoint yeah 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 um I think from a queer perspective it was really interesting to see that it was like not central to the movie, but also like very much not glossed over necessarily. Like it didn't exist in the background. It was like in the text. Um, and I really appreciated that because I think it would be really easy to not address that, which it, it seems they do in the American remake. Um, I love a movie that is super, super queer. And I also love a movie that just lets queer people exist in that world because queer people exist in the world. Um, yep. And I think they both have their, their place and both are, can be really valuable. I think just like as a story, this was really sweet and beautiful. And I think what Sydney told me about the second book makes the ending um, a little less bittersweet than I thought that it was, which is nice um, mm -hmm. because I very much was like, this is cute and I love it for them. Unfortunately, aging will happen for one and not the other, but perhaps that is not the case after all. Um, very you know, Twilight. Very Twilight. Um, another clear reference. I just thought that it was beautiful. I loved 
when Yonki was pulled out of the ice and was dangling from it. I thought that was one of the best things I have ever seen. Um, and I thought there were some really good like cinematic shots as well. I do also think that it is, I wasn't bored, but like, I don't know. I thought about watching it again and I was like, ah, it's fine. Um, so I think it is a movie that I am not opposed to revisiting, but it's not going to be on my like rewatch list necessarily, but I'm also just not much of a rewatcher. Um, I just, I, that's not my arena. Um, but I thought it was really good. So I'm going to give it like a 4.75 knives out of fives. Thank you. but um i'm so excited for what we're doing next week um because yeah i mean we have done the first movie this is a sequel um and we talked about like exploring more of this franchise um at some point and now is the moment for us to dip our toes in a little bit more um Next week, we will be joined by our dear, dear friend, um, who is one of our OG spooky crew. Um, and he is going to talk with us about A Nightmare on Elm Street 2. And I think it's called like, Freddy's Revenge, right? Or something like that. What's it called? Is it? I've is never it? fucking seen it. Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Yeah, I don't think any of us have seen it, right? Yeah, Nightmare no. on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge. And apparently... It is not necessarily, it doesn't say I'm a gay movie, but it is impossible to watch and not be like, that's a gay movie. So I can't wait to see what that means and find out more. I already have some um, notions of what that means, but I'm, I'm very excited to dive in. Freddie's already like flamboyant as fuck. So like, I'm just excited to see ways to make it more close to canonically gay. I can't wait to figure out how, you know, I love 80 movies, but I can't wait because this movie apparently is already like hella gay. I can't wait for us to be like, how can we make this hella gay movie even gayer? (laughs) 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 We can always make it gayer. Mm -hmm. That's the moral of the story. Oh my God. Well, okay. Um, thank you for listening. Why not give us five stars and say something about being excited about pride? Why not talk about how, you know, you have a new queer icon in Eli? Why not say I'm gayer now because of spooky Tuesday? What about that? That's something <laughs> you could talk about. You could write a that. short essay about how you learned things about being more gay from us getting creative yeah. every week. <laughs> you got some ideas um, about how you could be gayer in your own life from that little segmento. Yeah. Why Segmento. don't you write, you can name, you can name it. How could I be gayer? And then you could answer that question in the review part. Just a thought. Anyway. <laughs> Um, also make sure to follow us on social media at spooky underscore Tuesday on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. We just hit 5,000 followers on Instagram. Y'all, this is a big deal. Uh-huh. We've been working towards this for a long time. So we love hello to any new listeners. Every one of you. Yeah. I've been talking to some new, new faces <laughs> online and that's been really, really fun. So keep it coming. And we really appreciate y'all listening. Whenever you tell us that you listen, we freak out and we're like, we do. So, uh, 
you could tell us anytime. <laughs> tell us um, always. Tell us all the time. We're also at Spooky Tuesday on Facebook and Tumblr and at, oh, sorry, at Spooky Tuesday Pod on Facebook and Tumblr and at Spooky Tuesday on Letterboxd. So um, as we say every day, thank you for listening. Bye, Spooky. Spooky Tuesday was created by Monica Height, Sydney Thompson, and Chelsea Duff, and edited by Sydney Thompson. Our gorgeously spooky tunes are all thanks to Tamara Simons, who you can follow on Instagram at Captain Tamara, and our podcast art is by Mary Murphy, who you can find on Instagram at the underscore moon underscore omg.